You're on live. We're live. Good morning. It's Friday. <laughs> and good afternoon. It's hot. It so, is. It is. You guys have the worst of the hot weather. It's like hundreds by you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's heading that way right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Uh, in the 80s, but all the gardens, we're taking care of our neighbor stuff. So all of that is watered. Everything's been given a drink. Yeah, so no about water here, our, our lakes are actually oh. disappearing already, and it's only June. Oh, we have some grief over that because California is going to be in a bad way this year. The entire West is. Wow. Washington, Oregon, California, we're not in a good space. No, no. You know, it's, it's, and you're right. People have grief over our changing planet. Yeah. And, and, you know. And how it impacts people. Like, if exactly. we've got no snowpack, that means that the um, river runners and the who spend their summers making money doing rafting trips don't have trips, and our lake communities don't have visitors. And good morning, Paul. It's nice to see you. Hey, hey. Paul and Glasha is here. Oh, hi, Paul. Yes. Hi. So we uh, we are in a bad spot. Oh, I have to pick up somebody. He's he heard oh, me say puppy. Deb, and he's <gasps> hello, jealous. dog. This is not the, this is the Fred. Oh, this, hi, Fred. Fred likes the heat because he goes swimming. And <gasps> Dawn right. Hartman is here from Vermont. Hey. Ian Fiegelman is here. Ian, yay. Yeah. These are yeah. some of my buds. And Paul yeah. is one of mine. And Paul has a dog that he puts pictures out of frequently. So ours kind of like, oh, look, it's our buddy. It's your buddies. Yeah. And I think Dawn has a puppy. Or a new new dog. Tell us if you do, because I remember your your other love for baby. I really do, Ernie. And uh, so I'm just wondering if you have a new one. Yeah, so, Paul lost his his beloved pup last year, and we all missed uh, him. And then a new one showed up, and everybody's excited about that. So. Uh, Fred's I know. just excited he's getting petting today. <laughs> Ian married into a uh, uh, a fur baby family. Ian has a cat. Dawn has no no new pup yet. Okay, that's what I was wondering. There are rescues available. Yes, 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 yes. Like this so one. So, what's going on in uh, your world of loss and grief and carrying on? What's going on with you, Jill? Well, let's see. We um, I got to be on Good Morning Washington this week to talk about child loss um, and or children and losses. So that was nice because it's nice to see people talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, What's some of also, your takeaways? What's the some take of the takeaways are you that? let kids grieve at their developmental level mm -hmm. and you don't expect them to be little adults and you let them go play when you're sad. But you show them that you could be sad and you can cry because our big role as adults in grief with children is to teach them how to be good grievers as adults. So not to be afraid of services, to participate in them, to do to do the things that we do as adults. Because if we don't learn uh -huh. it as kids, we don't know how to navigate it. You know, I, I just once again want to give a shout out to my bonus daughter and her family. Because mm -hmm. I made 
the suggestion when they were going to, uh, they needed to give a send off to their beloved uh, Kira and uh, a kitty cat, 15 years old. I said, take the kids with you ride in the car, have everybody in the car because that shows them how they can be part of something. During COVID, they couldn't go in, but they. Oh, our vet allows it. At That's the U of I, they do, but in that at that particular time, she yeah. had to go in by herself. And I said, in that way, you're teaching them how to. You're watching someone do this, as well as letting them support you, showing how you can be with others as in a, a healthy way, as a family, or just the friends go with mm -hmm. you. You know just to allow support. You are allowing them to do and be part by supporting because people don't realize their, their own role in helping others grieve. Exactly. And, that, and by all And the community support, of saying goodbye. As, as a community, being part of a community, navigating everybody's grief that way and so often and you know this right so often it's like i don't grieve that way i don't show emotion it's a pet why would we no it's That's a right. member of the family he or she that, is a like, member of the family That's yeah, right. my grandma would call that fellowship and grief Fellowship. Oh, so would Daryl's mom. Yeah, she was a minister's yeah. wife. But you know, it's it is a fellowship. It's holding each other up. That I did write a book about pet loss, and I wrote it because our vet yes. asked me to. And this is not a commercial for the book. She asked me to because she said there were too many families that brought their pets in and made the hard decision that it was time to let them go. You know, sometimes there was treatment available, but it wasn't going to be fair or safe, or mm -hmm. You know, it was going to cost a lot of money and still not work. Mm -hmm. And they would get angry with the vet because, you know, it's cost so much, even though the veterinarian clearly has this clinic you've chosen to use. But more importantly, they would then abandon the pet with the vet to be put to sleep. And it's not fair because those vets, you know, we took Fred in the very first moment we had him. In fact, we got him from her and mm -hmm. he's part of their world. Mm -hmm. And when it comes his time, you know, 15 years from now, they will have helped raise him essentially. And they're saying goodbye too. our vet cries when she puts pets to sleep. So she wanted to encourage parents to stay there with their kids to explain to kids that mm -hmm. death happens and that it's not because the vet doesn't care or the parents don't care. Right. Right. And, and that we say goodbye and hold them tight and, you know, remember them and have a little service of some sort. Because lots of vets are, are very emotionally, I mean, they're being becoming more fragile because people are being mean to them. Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. Just and like they are to funeral directors and doctors and nurses and those that they perceive as not being able to fix things seem to be targets sometimes and we need to knock that stuff off. I think it's also whether it's a funeral director or vet or whomever hospice hospice 
the person who is going to be losing a fur baby or a person. So I'm going to use that. It, it could be a winged one, right. could be a reptile, whatever. But the bottom line is they've held up being nice in front of everyone else. Right. And then all of a sudden, all their uh, all the emotions. motions get. I mean, I confess when my mom died that I may have taken a little I, I might you know the person who was uh running and it was a very jewish funeral home and i was very specific i wanted to bury my mom in the clown costume move along from that i can tell that story some other time he goes you can't do that <laughs> that hospice it was a rabbi who was the hospice director had said to me I could do that as long as I did a lot more of the ceremony. He would do the Jewish parts. And the and the funeral guy said, no, you can't do that. I said, call him. I was pissed. Call him. And, you know, I don't usually act that way to anybody in any kind of service industry. Call him. And so then he calls him and the rabbi says, yes, I said that. Then in the little tiny obituary for the Sun-Times newspaper in Chicago or Tribune, I mean, it's like this big. I wanted to write, she was a purveyor of tchotchkes, right? <laughs> and he goes, you can't write this. And I said, watch me, you know? And by this time, I'm now really pissed and you have to go coffin shopping. And so... My grand, my niece who had just started walking, she was like, I don't know, 10 months and she's walking along in the funeral room, right? The coffin room. I said, how does this feel, Hobbin? I picked her up and I put her in a cast. Oh no, you didn't. Oh my God, it's illegal to use those after someone's been in them. Well, it's the showroom. It was, a, it was the showroom. He goes, he just about clutched his chest. And that's, you know, that probably wasn't the smartest or the kindest, but I had had it up to here. So I was. Well, you weren't then, being heard. No. Nor I wasn't being validated or respected right. because I didn't come up to the Jewish standard. That was, I said, I want two easels. He goes, what do you want those for? I go to put pictures on. And we're going to have balloons. But that's not what happens at a Jewish funeral. I said, that's what's happening at this Jewish funeral. And so it was, hey, I got some good stories out of it. I do right. feel bad. You know, <laughs> Mr. Pizer, if you're still listening, I'm sorry. It was a <laughs> rough time. It was. So, it was. So it that was. was that was the story. And, and next week we're gonna have someone on with you to talk about yes. all things regarding end of life, how to do the planning, what documents yes. people need. It is gonna be the be all do all and end all folks of what's needed to do end of life care properly. Yeah. You will love yeah. Debbie Price. She's she's amazing. 
She worked for Health and Human Services. She's written this book, uh, All You Need to Know, or something like that. It's really a great, great book. And if anybody there wants one, put 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 it in the in the chat, and I'll hook you up. Yeah, so she's great. Yeah. I had a copy to show, but then I lent it to somebody who needed it at the moment. Right. I'll probably never see it again, and that's okay. I will bring my copies next week to put yep. up. So so do tune in next week. So and what then else end of the month, on? we're going to have all, everything about hospice. Oh, yeah. So, we're right? going to have some cool guests. We are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, Jill and I are presenting what we've done for a about year this. now. Yes, it's a year, isn't it? Didn't it's we a year. start sometime in June or very close to July? We just said this is needed. We need and to talk about how to do grief and how to keep a sense of humor and uh, mm -hmm. all the other things and all the things that are about loss. Yeah. That are not all the loss that are not just death. No, it's not just about deaths. Uh, you know, some moms I know right now are going. My baby just graduated high school. Right? Yeah. Think about lots that. Of them. And the dads. Yeah. Some are feeling anxious and a little bit the loss of safety as we open up everything. And they're navigating these different, this different way to be. Right. And it's still, and I, and I always say, you do what makes you comfortable. I still wear my mask when I go shopping, when I do X, Y, Z. People are also feeling the loss of, um, I don't know if it's a loss, but when someone almost bullies you because you have not been vaccinated or you have been vaccinated. And so there's these more uh, anxieties, and it's almost like a loss of self when you compare yourself to someone else, whatever the, whatever the deal is. But in this particular case, it's vaccinated versus not vaccinated. Some people have some very good reasons why they cannot. Historical reasons too for, for, yeah. not, for not being completely sure. And what That's the right. research right now is showing is if we can extend grace and some humor to those who are choosing not to and that's let right. them have time to decide and have some discussions, not some beat them over the heads. That's right. Then they're more likely to reconsider a decision from not having it to having it. Right. So let's, let's use the same kind of things we're using here, which is you discuss it, you feel it out, you hear each other, you have a sense of humor about it. Right. Because if we can't uh -huh. have a little bit of a laugh about what kind of 18 months or 14 months we've all had. That's right. Boy, have we. Right. It's almost like we're laughing at a funeral because we all felt a little dead. Right. I just <laughs> found a meme that I put up last year that said Mark's safe from hydrochloroquine injections. Yes. Thought, yeah. You exactly. know, last year was a little nuts. Right. Absolutely. And, you know. Once again, and you and I have talked about this before, but I think it bears stating again, it is really hard to laugh when you're in the moment of that kind of anxiety, 
that kind of shock, that kind of grief. It's hard to laugh and don't expect yourself or anyone else to laugh right there. But if it's feeling overwhelming, be very, very much in the present and see if you can find some kind of release, some kind of, how do I compare this to, not to make it worse. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Paul said, yeah, Fred's sleeping. Yes, he is. He's trying to get comfy. Um, you know, how do we allow the natural emotions to come through and to break through some of the anger and the resentment and the sadness and move to that which helps us move into coping and healing? You know, uh, and sometimes the humor that is released by the person who is grieving is not necessarily funny to an, a witness, but that griever needs to say something. I, whether it was appropriate or not, it released tension for me when um, a family member came up to me uh, at my mom's funeral and said, we have to stop meeting like this because maybe we had been, and I said, I'm a lot of parents. Mm -hmm. I'm about, you know, <laughs> I'm done with these kind of funerals. And they were a little taken aback, mm -hmm. but it was a poignant release for me. So you have to also, once again, a little, a little grace, you know, Absolutely. you want to be mad at me for that. You want to think I'm just, I needed it. And, you know, and, I think we can expand that to other kinds of losses. And I'm mm -hmm. not minimizing your mom's death because that, yeah. that was just an experience and a half and is still a hole for you. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, so it's not a but, it's an and. And we also have those who have other kinds of losses. We have um, someone in our family who left for grad school and then it it just was not it was not a good fit from the moment they arrived. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. not, the program wasn't ready. They didn't have things together. It was pure chaos. And they mm -hmm. made the very hard decision to back out. Mm -hmm. And that's going to leave, you know, explanations, just like explanations about clown suits. Well, why, That's right. why couldn't you tough it out? Why couldn't you keep them from putting that? You could have done something other than the clown suit and you could have right. stayed and figured it out. I think we need to leave room for people to make their own decisions. Absolutely. And to let them grieve when they have to make a hard decision. Right. Yes. We're going to have a guest. You don't know this yet, but we're going to have a guest sometime in probably July, a therapist who experienced a very sudden divorce during the pandemic where wow. there's very little support. And there are a lot of people who've had divorces during this time. And they've been more isolated than most people during divorce. Right, right. And she finally made the decision to find the humor and to decide that this is her chance. She found that grief card. She threw it down. Her hair is a different color. Her pictures That's look right. different. She's That's changed right. up her life. And she's recognizing that this was just as big a loss as the death. It was the death of the husband that she thought she knew, basically. That's right. So she's going to come in and join with us on that. And I know you've supported a lot of people through divorces, Deb. 
So I oh, thought that might be a good a good addition to the show. Did you just freeze up or did I? You did. Am I still here? Oh, you're. Yeah, it's like both of us were. So I unstable internet. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that might because yeah. there's a lot of people who watch us and a lot of people That's who right. join with us who've been through divorces, who've been through difficult marriages and have found their way through and then gone, wait a minute, I was grieving. And I think we can bring some of that knowledge to people before that happens. That you know, I I totally agree. And when people make what looks like sudden changes, when maybe they've been repressed things. And they couldn't do it till they were free, whatever that was. Oh, sometimes even when a spouse dies, people say, "You, you got married. You're, you're dating already. What are you doing? How dare or, you break those rules? How dare I know? Let's let's just point to your book in the background. <laughs> but not only that, when you go through a divorce and you're dating already, or, or." Look at what they did to their hair. Oh, they're wearing too much makeup now. Oh, blah, blah, blah. What is that outfit? They, yeah, they pierce their whatever. And I'm like, you don't know what was going on in that marriage. Right? Uh, yeah, Paul says, ha, the rules. Exactly. And there are rules for divorce as well. They're basically the same. Don't they're, make any are. changes. For don't change yourself. Year. Don't do this. Don't, don't date. It's right. Like, what if that marriage had been going south for a long time and nobody had said it out loud and there right. had been no real connection for years, for years, maybe dating feels like, oh, my God, I get to have fun again. I get to find me again. I get to find a new me. And, you know, it's not always with divorce. People nope. get confused. Let's say you have to put a loved one into long term care at a, at a fairly early age. Yeah. And because of dementia, because of chronic illness, because of whatever. And you don't know what they've worked out already. Right. You, you know, my friend and I, I'm going to just throw this out here. It's a little woo-woo, but you don't know what soul contract they had, that this like is that how word. their marriage is supposed to be. You don't know what they came in before or after into their marriage. You don't know. So, yeah, you just, it's real easy. If I'm going to assume something, like I wrote something to a friend of mine that has a uh, really bad asthma, and I said, I'm going to assume the weather had something to do with this. And I put a question mark, like, is this assumption correct? So when you make an assumption, at least make it in the form of a question. Right. You know, <laughs> don't think you know. You know, it's if you're going to assume, which is sort of like a bias thing, an internal bias, and you're going to assume something about grief, yeah. put it in the form of a question. You know, or can, can I, I support assume? you? Is there something that mm -hmm. around this that I can help you with? And you don't need to know all the details. Right. That's something. In fact, sometimes I go, the less details you give me, the better. Right. Unless I'm a nurse, right? They're going to send me a picture of whatever body part has whatever on it. Let me show you. Well, I meant Let to me send you a picture this morning. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
You know, we're on camera, so I won't say what body part you sent me. So I'm just going <laughs> to leave it. <laughs> right. So we need, I, if, you, if we can be some more supportive and less, you know, the judgy judgy, if we can have some humor about it like we just did. Yeah, exactly. And if we can give people grace to make their decisions and to break rules if they choose to. And to follow rules if they choose to, because there's also some pressure um, that goes along with, oh, you're getting divorced. You, It's oh, time Jane. to have a divorce yeah. party. Right? Exactly, Jane. Right. You don't Everyone have to give all the details if you don't want to. Right. And they want the scoop. And no know, matter what it is, how did your you dog can... die? What room did your wife die in? Did he cheat on you? Stop it. <laughs> they don't need that, you know. You can get a pretty good sense of things. And, you know, and I have sort of had to learn this along the way because, you know, in the past, I would say, oh, can I have those details or, you know, something obviously is missing in this story. And what I have learned to say um, is... I know I'm not getting the full story and that's okay. You right. can say that to that person or you can say, um, just take a breath and go, I'm going to support you. Because sometimes, sometimes you need to, and, and I learned this energetically before. If you say, if you go, Bleh! To everybody, you're losing a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like you need to keep some of that energy in. I know today is like <laughs> woo-woo Friday. But you need to keep some of that energy close to you so that you can do the next step. I'm going to give another example. My uh, cousin, 67, had a major cardiac event. She had a heart attack. And they immediately swooped in, blah, blah, blah put in a stent, better blood flow, and now she's getting used to a cardiac body. And she was so traumatized from, I think I just have asthma to, and I won't even say everything she said. She did not have energy to explain to people the details or anything. How sick she was. How sick she was, plus she is now sort of, in shock it's 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 a trauma mm -hmm. and it's a grief your body is not trustworthy anymore all right. of a sudden you've had this it's and letting so you down it let not only is it letting you down it let you down and there's blame too you know when well, people get sick then the cluck 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 yes yes people blaming you not you which means you can blamed. laugh at that if you learn to Right. And sort of like Jane just said, it's it's it. They want to know the scoop. Well, they want to know the whole it's all the chickens clucking. They want to know why did this happen and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. you know what? You can you just don't have the energy. So it's mm -hmm. OK to say. I need to take a nap now. I have to talk to you later. It's like when you have to go to the bathroom. 
I need to go now. You don't have to tell everybody your business. I'll call you back. Something just came up or I need to go or whatever. You don't have to say everything. You know, when my my late wife, Casper, my second wife had um, Louis body, that comes with Parkinsonism, which is very much like Parkinson's. So we got involved with the Parkinson's Foundation. And those people, by the way, are freaking amazing. One of the best groups, at least locally and nationally. And they make T-shirts that say, um, I'm not drunk. I've got parkies. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You, when you start stumbling like, around. Yeah, you do. And you can't an keep your balance. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you have that sense of humor about it. And then mm-hmm. if someone doesn't know what parkies is, then they have to ask. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So, you know, they should make, what's what's some of the memes they have, the funny stuff about widows or there's set several about cancer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's in fact, group. I was interviewing with someone the other day and they said, so are you like the black widow? I'm like, yeah, you know, people use that term a lot, but you know, the black widow is kind of some kind of superhero and she's got a super hot body and you know, I'd be happy to have that body. If, if someone could arrange that body switch, I'm all in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, someone once said, what are you the, are you the grim reaper? And I said, yes. And instead of the black, cause that's not really my style. I have a rainbow wand and I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And so I actually had my illustrator at the time draw me as I was a reflection of death. Right. Only, yeah, yeah. It was, it's pretty cool. And that's, that's true. I, I, I do happy deaths. They're sad, but I don't have to be morose and all these other things. It's just, they're good deaths. <sighs> my my, my death first wife was, death. my first wife was the day she was dying. She was telling us trivia at eight o'clock in the morning and she was known as the trivia champion. And as she was dying, she was like, I never got to be on one of the trivia shows. Oh, and now it's too late. I could have left you with an extra million. I'm like, Damn it. Now I got to figure this part out. Did right? you play the Depth, um, the uh, Jeopardy theme song when she died? Oh, we should have. Right. We should have. Yeah. We were playing um, is I think. Or something like that. <laughs> right. Like right. everybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. She had a playlist. I It was on the bucket list. I had to play the playlist. Uh, so we played it. the playlist. All right. Right. Yeah. My playlist is going to be what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And a few others. Yep. 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 What's yours yep. going to have on it? Um, You know, I've gone through... Uh, a bunch of songs and one, I want uh, the uh, Blind Boys of Alabama to sing Amazing Grace, but they sing it to the tune of the House of the Rising Sun. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. I also, there was a, oh, they made a movie about Bobby Darren and he's saying, off comes the makeup and I can't remember the words offhand, but those two songs. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, Paul wants, yeah. I want the jingle at the end of the dryer circle. <laughs> <laughs> dryer cycle. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. We don't I have like a that. jingle at the end of a dryer cycle. We you don't have, have a, a fancy dryer? No, ours goes, and I suppose this would be appropriate, Paul. This is how our dryer stops. But I'm bump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people on their tombstones have, no, Mel Blank has on the end of his, on his tombstone. That's all, folks. Right? Yeah. 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 Mine's going to say she finally slowed down. <laughs> uh, as as I confessed on this show that uh, Daryl and I, I still want something uh, funny, but I've rethought it. I'm going to talk to him when we go away on, because a lot of stuff, we really celebrate a lot of religions. And so, oh, he likes that one. He likes that one. Yes. But I'm bump. Yes, Dawn. And I really like a circle of all of different religious symbols, but one of the religious symbols I want to have are a fake nose and glasses. I and love I think that. he might go for that if we could put different religions, because I wouldn't mind having Jewish. He could have the cross. We both could have a Buddhist or an Om. Make sure you leave pictures, because sometimes those people don't have the artwork to do it right. Oh yeah, we would do that just like my tattoo. I came in with pictures. Yeah, that's so why I have a right. pissed off sheep on mine. It's supposed to be a poodle, but it's a really pissed off sheep <laughs> with a bad nose job. That is so, so. You know, Jill, this is not the first time you've said this. Why don't you get somebody to re-engrave it while it's there? It doesn't have to be laying flat. It's a sense Please. of humor. It I is. like it. It can make me laugh when I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so a sensitive good. point. It's a fun point for me. It's a fun point. Pissed off pissed poodle. Off, pissed off poodle sheep combination. Oh Definitely not Fred because, you know, Fred looks peaceful. Yeah. He's finally slowed down. He was swimming yesterday for hours. Oh, and it caught up with him. Look at oh, that he's, boy. He's wiped out. Look at that boy. <laughs> All right, folks. So next week I won't be here because I will be teaching in Sherman Oaks, but not in Sherman Oaks online um, and doing grief and loss for a group. So you'll have Deb and Deb and they are Trouble and Trouble Incorporated uh, because they're both parts of AATH and they will bring that forward for you. And then I'll be back the following week. And the week after that, we will have um, the Heart of Hospice with us. That's right. That's right. And then the following week, you're going to probably be on by yourself. Right. I think that's what we talked about. Yeah. 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 And I think that's so, when we'll probably do divorce. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How much fun is that? If anyone has somebody they want on here and they think they can get them for us, we will be happy to have them on. It's nice to mix it up. And Yeah. Paul says I would have been in his hood in Sherman Oaks. I know. I thought about it, but it's all online. So, yeah. Please follow us. Find us. Share us. We love to have you. If you have anything that you want to, us to say about what this has meant for you um, mm -hmm. while we're presenting next week for the International Death, Grief, and Bereavement Conference, we'd appreciate having that input. We're putting in our bloopers um, yeah. to show folks yeah. that it's okay to have a show that's not always perfect. 
because God knows we're not. And uh, then let us know what you think, and we'll be happy to share it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you Thank for you, everyone. Paul. I will Thank not you. see all the rest of you until two weeks from now. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for being on.